Shall we begin? everyone surprise it's vanessa in dallas again we said we were quitting and we didn't hi never quit <laughs> never give up <laughs> welcome back to claiming zero your traffic community podcast so obviously we're here um because of the sad news that broke after we recorded our 50th episode dallas it did it did that was hard for us <sighs> And what, what people don't know is we actually referenced doing this episode in the 50th episode. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to do Betty White. We have to. And then it happened. And I called you and I was like, hey, yeah, just so you know, it's happened. And here we are. Today's you know, her 100th birthday. And that's is. why yes we knew we had to do this episode and i won't lie i hesitated because i was like oh man i don't know like this is big stuff right this is the pressure is on yeah yeah well and you brought up a great point because we did talk about it for a minute and Mm -hmm. you know you're like there's just so much out on her and Mm -hmm. it's true and it's like great she deserves that she's earned that but the one thing that we both agree on and what we're so excited to bring you today is that like people are glazing over her child-free life yes like in a very like oh she didn't have kids but she did yes. x y and z and so that was what we talked about and we were like you know what no we're gonna like praise her in her child-free glory mm-hmm. right so yes i'm excited to hear what because like I, I didn't look into that you did that so it's gonna be exciting for me to listen to her child-free yeah. so She's we are so funny we are bringing you a herstory episode for the one and only Betty White, just as we do with our other history and history episodes, but right. strap in this might, this might be longer because Betty deserves yeah, all the time. She does. And you know what? It's 99 years to sift through almost a hundred. Yes. It, yes. It's, it's a lot of stuff. So people yeah. say Betty is older than sliced bread. And I thought that that's not a lie. <laughs> I thought that was like a funny thing and it's not funny. It's real. <laughs> no, it's legit. Yeah. She is older than sliced bread. And uh, so, yeah. All right. Betty White was born today, January 17th in 1922, hundred young years ago yes. in Oak Park, Illinois. Oh, oh Illinois. Um, so she's ve- <laughs> she was very adamant about the fact that her name was actually Betty. People would ask her like, is it short for anything? Are you Elizabeth? She's like, no. I am Betty. That is what my name is. Yes. Um, she was an only child. So shout out to all the only children. Uh, her mom was a homemaker. Her dad was a, a worked for a lightning company. Um, he was an executive out in Michigan. They moved to California in 1923. So I watched this interview and she made a joke. They said, when did you move to California? And she said, I moved there when I was one years old before California became a state. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's like, it was just a territory. She's so freaking funny. Okay. Yeah. Then they moved to the LA in the 1930s. That was around like the great depression time. So her mm-hmm. dad started doing stuff on the side to make extra money as you do. She has Danish, Greek, English, and Welsh backgrounds. She actually knows a little bit of Greek, um, but she always joked about, she didn't understand it. She just could hear it and know it. <laughs> Both of her grandmothers were actually Canadian. Oh. So yeah, so she's got a good mix of like people, like yeah. good lineage, you know. 
Um, she went to Beverly Hills High School, which is so cliche. I love it. That's <laughs> yes. right. Like that's where she started writing and performing for plays. So that was like her first love of like performing. Mm, there it is. Yes. She graduated in 1939 from Beverly Hills and then hot off the press one month after high school, she starts looking for work. She's like, I'm ready. Let's go. She's hustling already. I love it. Yeah. She's like, I got a whole career to, to, to build for these people to talk about. <laughs> so she first actually started modeling and then, which I'm like, dude, I want to see those photos. She was, oh, beautiful. she's gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like her hair. I'm just like, yes, I want it's it. Perfect. <laughs> she modeled, uh, she got her first professional acting job through a little theater where she said she saw an advertisement and it was like, Hey, pay us 50 bucks and you can be in our play. And she'd joke about how like, man, how the times have changed now. Right. <laughs> Wait, she's, she had to pay somebody to be in their play? Yeah, she had to pay 50 bucks. <laughs> That's so awesome. She said, I went to my dad. I was like, hey, dad, I need 50 bucks. And he was like, for what? And she's like, I got the 50 bucks. I went, I was in the play. And they're like, you're great. We'd love to have you back. So she's like, so then I went back to my dad and was like, I lost the 50 bucks. Can I have another 50 bucks? Because she wanted to be in another play. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so she just was like, she was like smiggling her dad for money. Yes. Yeah. Then there's also like, um, a lot of talk about how she was on an experimental TV show back in the day. So TV was fresh. Like, yeah, that's Betty, what blows my mind. Right. Is TV. I mean, TV was a new thing. Yeah. She was like hitting the ground running in the beginning, which I'm low key jealous of But the more I read about her life. I'm like, this is literally the life I wish I had lived. Like I want to live. This is mm-hmm. it. She just was a very a trailblazer and all sorts of mm-hmm. things in the sorts when it comes to broadcast television. So TV was new. She, they were like, Hey, we're going to try this TV show. And so she went to it and she says in a lot of interviews, people ask her like, what happened? What was it called? She's like, dude, I don't remember. Like it was so long ago. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember signing up and the footage is lost. Like there's no record, like, you know, but that was like her first experience was this experimental TV show. Wow. Right. Then, so this is all right after graduation. Then in September of 1939, September 1st, World War II starts. Mm. So Betty does what we all know Betty would do. She puts her life on hold and she volunteers for the American Women's Volunteer Services, which is basically like the women's side of the war. Mm -hmm. And her assignment included driving um, trucks with military supplies around Hollywood Hills. Mm. So that was her contribution to World War World War Two. Which can you just imagine, like little nineteen year old Betty White, just like driving around with like right, spikes. just these these little women just cruising around just on like, these big trucks with God knows what kind of military right. equipment like, on oh, them. You, you need a machine gun? One second, like just go through a drive through like that. You know, just <laughs> can I get a no? Okay, um, okay. So she does that, and then the war thankfully comes to an end after the war she goes back to movies so she starts looking for work and she's actually turned down from a lot of different movies and networks because are you ready she's not photogenic enough are you kidding me i know isn't that crazy stunning she's beautiful i know i was like what were the standards i don't understand seriously (laughs) she's gorgeous so the funny part about that is that she's like okay gotcha not photogenic i'll just go work in radio so that's why she worked to radio. She's like, I didn't have to be photogenic for that. So she yes. just jumps over to radio. Her first radio job included just reading commercials and playing like different, like it said she played like crowd noises. So like reactions. <laughs> Ooh, ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want like a button. You know, those buttons that they sell yes. as a like gag gives. I want yes. a Betty White button. 
<laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, she got paid about $5 a radio show. So this okay. was like her first big break. They then offered her own radio show called The Betty White Show, which I looked up and tried to find like sound from and it's just like not existing anymore. Oh, but I bet it was hysterical and wonderful. Yes. So then we fast forward about a decade. So it's 1949. She is asked to co-host a show called Hollywood on Television with a gentleman named Al Jarvis. And what it was, it was a daily live like television variety show. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it was five and a half hour show, six days a week. Insane. Can you imagine? I mean, it's like live. Do many times you you could screw up in five and a half hours on a live TV show? Like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> five and a half hours worth <laughs> doing it right now with you dallas <laughs> oh so yeah it was a lot and she actually just like, like when she's asked about it she was like you know it was actually really exciting it was like going to college for school be, or like for for hmm. tv because yeah. it was like immersive you had yeah. to be fully present right so that show ran from 1949 to 1953 um in 1951 jarvis the co-host left the show so they brought in another guy named eddie and he was already like a film star and an actor and he took the place of co-host. But here's the best part. He was there for six months because, quote, the demand of the show was so heavy, he felt he needed to resign. So it was hmm. a lot of work. And he's like, this is just he had yeah. all their film career, whatever. So then she ends up posting the show alone. OK, but it's her talking to a camera for like the, at the end of it, it was like an hour long show. So it took him five and a half hours to record, but it was an mm. hour long like air and so an hour of anybody just talking to it like it's just a lot right yeah love her but that's a lot of content for her to like do so Mm -hmm. they're like you know what let's bring in some guests let's bring in some people like let's do some skits so it became like the first like talk show because she was by herself yeah now keep in mind what eddie said very overwhelming too demanding had to quit during this time so it's night it's 1952 she's the host of this show by herself mm-hmm. doing five and a half hours a day and then launches her own show called the betty white show which is Wait, she had a radio show called the betty white show and now she's a tv show yes so the wow. radio show we didn't have much information on so i don't know how well it went or like how long sure. it went, you know but the this is like her tv show and we actually have a clip of this TV show of how she introed her show. We're going to play it for you right now. Hold on. It's the Betty White Show from Hollywood. This portion brought to you by RDX, the safe way to lose ugly fat, yet still eat what you want. And Geritol, America's number one tonic that helps you feel stronger fast. Now here's Betty White. It's time to say hello again. And start our show again And sing a song or two for all of you Hi. Hi. And happy Monday to you I hope this is a very extra special Monday for you as it is for us Isn't that awesome? Wow That is really cool Is that her? Yeah, that was her Like her singing That was her singing I was like when I first heard that I was like, dude, I did not know she could sing You know? Yes. I just thought that was really awesome. So yeah, so that was her show. So she's doing these at the same time. She's hosting this variety TV show by herself. She's also launching a whole new show 
you know, all on, on, on her own. Yeah. So it's a lot. And I just kind of put like in my notes, I'm like, remember the other guy quit. <laughs> <laughs> a man couldn't handle it. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So now we're going to transition to the Betty White show because that, that first show that she was hosting, it, it comes to an end. Right. So now she's like, okay, the Betty White show is all that I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. So it ends up having three seasons and then it mm-hmm. gets canceled. So it doesn't last very long, but because of that, she decides to take full control of her next project and launch something called the, the Bandy productions, which is like basically like her own uh, production company that it's her and she co-founded it with a couple, a gentleman as well. Okay. So that's where we get life with Elizabeth. Okay. And we have a clip from life as Elizabeth too. It's just the intro again, but I don't know. I just find these like super cool to like, listen to these vintage, like, (laughs) That's the shit, dude. It's it's vintage. It's vintage. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Betty White in Life with Elizabeth, featuring Del Moore. Incident number one in the life of Elizabeth occurred the day daylight savings time went into effect. Most of us can figure that out, but Elizabeth and Alvin had some other complications to contend with. Elizabeth, how are you this rainy morning? Alvin already left for work? He's outside. Those are rains. Oh, he's outside in the rain looking for the paper. Hey, I'm getting pretty good at this. Let's try another one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Something is walking in, and I hope for your sake it's Alvin. That was just like, you don't hear her voice because Mm -hmm. the narrator actually is talking to her. And if you keep watching, I watched this like half this episode. She's like talking back to the narrator, but like, no, no, sorry. She's like acting back, but not talking. It's yeah, really interesting. It's very, yeah, it's very interesting. And and a lot of this can be found on YouTube if you haven't already done a deep dive and actually watch what's going on. It's it's really yeah. fascinating. This is definitely more of a visual, but I just thought it was cool to like throw in like what it yes. what it sounded like. So okay, so Life with Elizabeth started in October of 1953. This was the first time she had like control over a creative series. And so because she was like the producer she was able to hire whoever she wanted. So she hired- Sorry, real quick. You just kind of like, I feel like you skimmed over that. Like what what (laughs) time period are we saying Betty White, a woman was the producer on a TV show? It's 1953. I mean, that's, to me, that just seems like a very big deal. (laughs) It is a huge deal. And I think I skimmed over it because later on, I'm going to list out, she did a lot of first things. Oh, oh and I so bet. this is yes. one of those. So okay. we're definitely going to give her credit. Chantel's like, excuse me. <laughs> she's breaking ground. She is breaking ground. Her whole life is breaking ground. Um, okay. So she's producing. Yes. Big deal. And she hires a female director. Okay. Hmm. Then she hires a tap dancer named Arthur Duncan. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this story? Yes. Okay. I was not. So I'm so glad that I like looked into this because Arthur Duncan was the first African-American tap dance performer to be on a show in America at the time. Mm -hmm. And so it was huge. Right. So obviously it's 1953 America sucks in that aspect. So Mm -hmm. people started threatening to boycott the show, specifically people from the South. Mm -hmm. And so they get letters saying like, Nope, we're not going to watch. You better take him off air. But of course, in her Betty white way, she responds and goes, sorry, you're just going to have to deal with it. And yep. then writes him in more to the show. 
<laughs> you don't want to see him well guess what now he's getting even more time <laughs> yes and so um the show was canceled shortly after that so a lot of people like mm-hmm. praise her for really in essence losing her show because she took this this mm-hmm. huge stance right mm-hmm. but here's the cool part i thought okay but what happened to this guy so this guy is still a top dancer he's 88 years old he's performed um in many films he's been in like about 10 different films he actually was the first black performer to join to join bob hope's uso troops and entertain the u.s troops um, for christmas he was also discovered by a band later on um, who invited him onto his abc variety show and that's where like his career really like the chunk of his career like yeah so she's credited for really like launching his career because Mm -hmm. if she wouldn't have like stuck by him you know who knows what have happened yeah. so they were reunited <gasps> i know and oh. i searched and i searched to find the audio clips of it you can actually look it up on youtube it's not the best sound quality which is why we're not putting it into the podcast but mm, you can yeah. see it um in 2018 uh steve harvey is hosting this like variety special and they bring him out <gasps> and her face is just full of joy oh and they're re- and he sings and he's tap dancing for her and she's like yeah get it like it's so cute it's That's sweet awesome. yeah okay so then all of her shows are being canceled she now just decides to just be a special celebrity like appearance on game shows is primarily mm-hmm. where she ends up going so she goes on shows like the password and match game and to tell the truth and hollywood squares this is why i'm like she's living my best life yeah um <laughs> <laughs> she actually ends up being dubbed like the first lady of game shows because she mm-hmm. does so many of them right yeah and this is where she ends up meeting her third husband and the love of her life alan but before mm-hmm. we get into her third husband i want to talk about her first two so we're gonna go back to 1945 um, so this was during world war ii her first marriage was to an, a man named dick barker they got mm-hmm. married on july 7th in 1945 and then got divorced december 18th of 1945 so it was very short it was just a couple yeah. of months <laughs> she was only 23 at the time he was a fighter pilot in world war ii and that's how they met they met overseas. Mm. Um, they moved to Ohio. So they got married and they moved to Ohio. And she basically says like, she moved to Ohio and like, they were on a chicken farm and mm. she missed acting. So she's like, yeah, I, can't. I gotta go back to Hollywood. Yeah, um, Ohio's not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, very different. So she said, um, even though she loves animals, that the chicken farm was a nightmare to live on, <laughs> which I love. She's just so honest. And then she said, when they asked her, like, you know, about this marriage later on in her life, her quote is, I would have not married my first husband. I married him because we wanted to sleep together. It lasted six months. So we were in bed for six months. And it just helped me appreciate the real thing when it came along. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I laugh about that. But I, if you really think about it, like, she wanted to have sex. And yeah. she had to be married to do that. Right. She was 23. And then and realized, like, okay that's enough i'm good moving on <laughs> really that's what happened. i love She's it like, i love it yeah she was just so honest about it so they get divorced two years later is when she marries her second husband his name is lane allen he's from canada he, she's back in Hollywood. He's a Hollywood agent. He's a casting director and an actor. They end up divorced two years later as well. And the rumors surrounding that was that basically he was like, I want you to leave acting and I want to start a family. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to work. 
Yes. So it's not rumors. She actually, there's a book um, called Betty White, Women Pioneers in Television. And that's what she said. He said, I want a family. She said, I want a career. So they split. So that I, I just take a breath on that moment because it's like, yeah, no, she yeah. had a chance to say, oh, okay, I guess I'll give motherhood a try and said no. And then got divorced. <laughs> Right. Which again, like the time frame of this, it's still, mm-hmm. you know, that time where that's very unheard of. It's very mm-hmm. unpopular. And also like, we know what happens in her life. We know right. that she ends up married again. We know that her career goes great. She didn't yes. know that. That's true. That's very true. Right. Like as far as she knew her career could have been like one or two more years and she's mm-hmm. leaving this man that she obviously had feelings for. Sure. So it was risky. I mean, at the time, like, you're right. We need to take a pause because I think looking back, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Cause look at how great her career turned out. <laughs> yeah. And but, yeah, you think like strong female making, you know, making choices for yourself, but this was the 1940s. Yeah, no, this was not the popular decision at all. And I'm sure she got like rap about it, but you're going to get more into that in a second. Yeah. So in So she gets divorced the second time, then her third marriage, and she's very adamant about expressing how this was the love of her life, was to Alan Ludden. Okay, so they met on the set of the game show Password. She was a celebrity guest. He was the game show host. She used to joke about how he saw her and was like, I'm going to marry her. She's like, Mm -hmm. and he did, which is like every girl's dream. (laughs) But whatever. (laughs) They got married in 1963, and they were married until he died in 1981. Uh, she never remarried. She was on the Larry King show in 2014 and was talking about this. And she said, um, when you've had the best, who needs the rest? Yeah. My heart. Yeah. Yeah. Just any, anything you read or see in interviews about her talking about her late husband, are they're, you're just like, oh, everyone wants that. Everyone wants that kind of love, I feel like. Right, right. And, and, and you know, it wasn't like, people would bring it up. And so she, but she was just very honest. Like a couple of times Mm -hmm. she had said like, look, I had like one of my favorite quotes she has is, and I can't, I don't remember where she said it, but she said, I had 18 wonderful years with Alan. The other two were just rehearsals. And she like (laughs) takes blame a lot. Like, you know what? They're probably my fault, but I meant the love of my life and I'm happy. So Mm -hmm. very good for her. So she's living her best married life. Um, with Alan and this is like her career launches really like she's been doing a lot already but in 1970s is when the Mary Tyler Moore show um is happening and she is written on to make a special appearance in season Mm -hmm. four as character Sue Ann and the producers liked her so much that they ended up writing her in as a main character for season five and that's where she really starts getting like recognition now in the 70 TV is mm-hmm. hot. Like, you know, oh, everyone's yeah. got a TV now. Um, and she was really close friends with Mary Tyler Moore. They her, and her Mary Tyler Moore and her husband and Betty and Alan, they were all friends. Mm-hmm. The show ended in 1977. And that's when she was offered her own sitcom again, the Betty White show, <laughs> <laughs> which did happen but because it was on monday nights and it went against monday night football in like 1978 it was canceled <laughs> very quickly because everyone wanted to watch football. 
That's so funny. Aww. Hey, you know what? If the only thing that is like people want to watch more than Betty White is football, like I guess that makes sense, you know? Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. But of course, her career is long from over because then in the 1980s, specifically in 1985, is when the Golden Girls happened. Yes. Yes, the role we all love love her from being Rose. She originally auditioned to be um, Blanche and mm-hmm. was cast as Rose. I didn't do a lot of deep diving into the Golden Girls, mostly because I feel like that's something that's like everyone can look up. We can all get that information. Anywhere. I mean, you can literally go back and watch reruns right now. Yeah, you can you can see that on your own. And like, not mm-hmm. to glaze over that, that was a huge. It was it ran till 1992. Yeah. Like it really like that's where she became a household name if she wasn't already. And um. But I just was like, you know what, let it rest. And I think it's more important for us to kind of zero in on her child-free choice. So what do you you got in that realm, Dallas? Yeah, so actually um, I managed to find a Barbara Walters interview on Mm -hmm. ABC in the 80s while the Golden Girls were going on. Barbara Walters went to visit Betty and like interview her in her home. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about all sorts of things. You know, her husband had passed by this time. And so there's that Mm -hmm. sort of conversation um, and a little bit on her love for animals. Up Mm -hmm. until this point, she had been on, you know, interviews and news things and stuff like that a lot to like promote you know, animals and fostering and adopting and this kind of thing. Um, But she says something really cool. And Barbara basically asks her like, you know, about remarrying or about, you know, just her feelings. And and Betty says, I don't mind being alone. I like being alone. I'm alone as opposed to lonely. Mm. And I just thought that like, you think, oh, well, you should remarry or you know, if you had kids, you wouldn't be all alone. And, and there are people who are like, I like to be alone. I don't mind. And alone yeah. doesn't equate to lonely. And I just thought as child-free people, yes, that definitely speaks to us a lot. Um, and then Barbara said, you know, you made a conscious choice not to have children, um, which she got asked quite often. And, and there are a lot of very famous phrases and things that Betty said about that. But this one I liked better than some of the other ones. She said, I felt that I was committed to my career and I love my career. I love kids. I still enjoy them. I'm afraid I'd be a terribly compulsive mother and that would be my whole focus. Mm. So just that introspection of, I know what kind of mother I would be and it's not bad. I would be compulsive about it to the point where I couldn't do anything but be a mother and she loves her career. I mean, she's on the freaking golden girls right now and you want to be like, well, would you leave that for some kids? And she's like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you nailed it. Like, I think we talk often or we don't, but like we hear in like society, like, oh, you don't have kids because you're not good with kids and that's fine. Like, or you don't, you don't, want that burden but she's being very honest about like no I would kill it like I'd be the best you know and like I just don't like don't want to do that I want to be the best at something else that's I love her oh yeah so I thought that was really neat you know just there's a lot of interviews from the earlier days as well but this was really a big moment and a big thing that she was a part of and had already gone through losing her third husband who she obviously we all know at this point was was her everything no and still was like still killing it like gosh I feel like if like I'm only 32 and I if Devin and I aren't even married and if he were to pat I would just lay in a ball yeah (laughs) just lay in a ball and be like no I mean you can if you watch any of her interviews and she talks about Alan you like it almost looks like she gets a little glassy-eyed like even 
years later talking about it because this was this was a piece of her yeah no huge and yeah uh, yeah, the for sure but and by the way in the golden girls i saw a meme about this i don't know if you saw this vanessa but basically it was like on one side it was like these are the golden girls and they were like in their early 50s mm-hmm. and they looked like they were like a bunch of old grandmas yeah. and then next to it was the the sex remake the of sex in the city and they're like these women in sex in the city are older and look we're like show it like the difference in that of like we think of the golden girls you're like oh my grandma but like no your grandma's <laughs> not 52 <laughs> yeah no I have seen that and I love that it is shocking though because it's like the times have changed you know Mm -hmm. for sure but yeah Mm -hmm. when I was growing up and saw the golden girls on tv I'm like oh they're like 90 they were not they were no I'm closer to their age than anything (laughs) yeah they were just embracing I mean that was the whole like purpose of the show was you know but oh man I I gotta binge some golden girls because I haven't seen it in decades and yeah Yeah. For sure. Man. Okay. So, so her career doesn't slow down after Golden Girls. Um, it does, but it doesn't. Like, she doesn't get any yeah. more like big, like sitcom type things. Um, mm-hmm. so I just kind of listed out like a lot of like her achievements because, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we do here. Do so it. <laughs> in 2009, she was in the proposal. Have you seen the proposal? Oh my gosh. She is so good in that. She's freaking so hilarious. Funny. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, she's hilarious. So proposal, go watch it. If you haven't, she's in that, um, outside of the Mary Tyler Moore show and, um, the Gilmore or sorry, the Gilmore girl, she was not in the Gilmore girls, Vanessa. <laughs> The Mary Tyler Moore Show and the Golden Girls. Uh, she also was on the TV Land sitcom Hot in Cleveland. That was from 2010 mm-hmm. to 2000. You know, I never, have you ever watched that show? I've never watched it. I have not, no. So if okay. anyone's seen it and can tell us like any cliche Betty White moments, please let us know because yeah. I have not seen that one. Um, then in also in 2010, so she hosts Saturday Night Live, right? But yes. do we know how this happened? Do you, do you, have you heard? So I, I had heard rumors and mm-hmm. then when I watched the episode that she was on, I was like, and I was like, oh yeah, it's all coming together. Now I remember. Yeah. She, so she had been offered to host Saturday night live times before. Oh, I'm this. sure. Yeah. And she just declined. She's like, I'm good. Um, but then a Facebook group started and was like a campaign. They were like, we want Betty White on Saturday night live. <laughs> So literally the people had spoken and because of this Facebook campaign, which I tried to find like who started it and where did it come from, doesn't, doesn't matter. Basically (laughs) she ends up going and hosting and we actually have a little bit of that monologue that we're going to play for y'all. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube, but here's a little clip of that. You know, I have so many people to thank for being here, but I really have to thank Facebook. about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. (laughs) And now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. (laughs) I would never say that people on it are losers, (laughs) but that's only because I'm polite. People say, but, but Betty, Facebook is a great way to connect with old friends. Well, at my age, if I want to connect with old friends, I need a Ouija board. <laughs> okay, so 
she's so good <laughs> she's so funny like I know I keep saying that but like she just she's just effortlessly funny like she yes. just yes yes she is oh. not forcing anything there are no. not everything she says is said in the right moment in the right context and that like her comedic timing almost is yeah. so spot on and she just was born with it. Like I, I actually mm-hmm. found another interview from like way back when she like first, first started. I won't splice that one in because I'm sure y'all are like, stop it, Vanessa. But <laughs> go on YouTube and look it up or, um, you know, we'll maybe we'll put it up on Instagram. I don't know. But it's just like you can see in her demeanor, like she's just carries herself well. She's yes. just funny. That's just who she is in her nature. And yes. I love that. So That's a once in a and once in a millennia. I mean, that uh-huh. is so true that it's just so natural for her. At no point did she ever did you ever feel like, oh, she had to go to acting school and like learn that. Right. And you know what? I I mean, one of my I guess pastimes when I was in my twenties and bored, I loved watching like interviews because I want so like my dream job is to be a talk show host. So I've always watched like all kinds of different interviews. Jennifer Aniston, like whoever, mm-hmm. and there's not nothing against them, but there's something about like, you can tell when a person is like on, you yeah. know, and they're sitting there and they're like, well, and they, the, I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know, but when people go on talk shows, like their PR, give the, the, the host talking mm-hmm. points and they'll say like, oh, so I heard that you were in Beverly Hills the other day and, um, you've rescued a dog. And they've already practiced it. Yes. And you know what I mean? Like, That's not natural. <laughs> no. And they're like, yeah. So what happened was, and like, it's something that they fed the host, right? Yeah. Betty White did not like, I don't know if she did that or not, but it did not feel that way. She truly, right. like when she interviews, you could see it. She was just honest, raw. She mm-hmm. would say things that like, I think sometimes people will be like, did she just say that? But because she did that, people loved her. And then when mm-hmm. she did it, nobody disliked Betty White, you know? And that's what yeah. I love most. So yeah. yeah. So she was on Saturday Night Live and she ended up winning an Emmy for that. For Oh, Al- I did not know that. Yes. So um <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. She was uh I she won so many awards. We'll get into that in a second. So she also became um she was in the Guinness World Record for longest TV career by an entertainer. Oh female <laughs> she won that in 2014 and then again in 2018 Guinness world wow. record she has won eight emmys in total she has won three screen actor guilds awards a grammy award she has a star in the hollywood walk of fame she is in the television hall of fame she was inducted in 1995 mm-hmm. and so she has like so many like lineages of lifetime yeah. achievement awards right yeah okay but we cannot talk about betty white and not talk about her love of animals yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple things that she loved along with animals. She loved parades. So <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> she did. She was actually the host of the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade from oh. 1962 to 1971. Yes, she loved oh. a good parade. And then she also was like, so a color commentator. So like when you're listening to sports, right, you've got two guys mm-hmm. that are talking. You've got mm-hmm. one that's like the play by play. And then the color commentator is literally like there to literally make it more fun. Like so, bring color and fun to the. Yes. So right like, on. yes. So there's two hosts of things, right? So she was the color commentator for the tournament of Rose parade. Oh, That's what she loved that. And it, it's on NBC. She did yeah. it from 1956 to 1976. And they actually like pulled her off of it. Oh. And she was really upset. And the reason they were like, look, we're NBC. And you're on the Golden Girls, which is on CBS. 
and everybody knows you're on CBS. And so it literally just became a network thing. And she was like, but, but I want to be here. Like, she was like, I don't care, you know? And so it was like conflict of interest. And she got Mm -hmm. very upset. She goes, when I watch it, I'm like, someone's taking my job. Like she was very adamant about the parade. (laughs) She also loved junk food and she loved Robert Redford. (laughs) Oh, that's very specific. Where do you find that info, Vanessa? In an interview, she said that she had a crush on Robert Redford. She's like, the the interviewer was like, what would you do if he walked to the room? We can set that up. She was, oh no, I'll faint. She was like in her late (laughs) 80s, early 90s. Love it. But actually he recently made a statement since her passing and said, I had a crush on her too. I'm like, oh, I know, bless. Who did? Okay. (laughs) Um, so her love of animals, she was always interested in wildlife. It was sparked by her own family. She would go on vacations to the Sierra Nevada. Um, she wanted to be a forest ranger, but she, uh, women were not allowed to be forest rangers at the time. So that was like, (laughs) but we're grateful because now we have Betty White. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I'm glad she didn't make a forest ranger. So that when she first graduated high school, she was like, great, I'm going to go be a forest ranger. And then like mm-hmm. act in plays for fun. And that was back in 1939. Well, the first woman um, like park ranger, forest ranger was not hired until 1965. Whoa, that's a big so difference she, in time. Yeah, she would have been waiting a minute for that. So then oh. her second backup plan was, I want to go be a zookeeper. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you yes. can't do that either. You're also, it's also not a woman's job at the time. So the first woman zookeeper didn't happen until 1945. Okay. So she was just a little ahead of her time or you yeah. know what? People needed to speed up and just let her be. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. She has been known to say that she loved animals ever since she was in the womb. Um, she actually created and produced and host her own animal show in 1971, which was called pet set. And it Aww. was wild animals. And then like her celeb friends and their pets, which I'm like, I need oh, to see that's it. cute. she wrote a book (laughs) called Betty White and Friends My Life at the Zoo that came out in 2011 if you want to read more on her love of pets Mm -hmm. or love of animals she was the voice of an animated series called Pound Puppies oh Oh, like from the Pound Puppies the the 90s toy I guess so I hadn't heard of it is that yeah Pound Puppies um puppy surprise how many puppies are there inside (laughs) I don't know something like that Pound it was like a toy Betty so they probably White made an animated series and Dallas <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> sorry I don't even think that's right I think that was for the puppy surprise which is different but pound puppies were a, yeah they were a stuffed animal it's all good it's so <laughs> funny uh she yeah she was oh, the huge adamant of like look I've got a blessed life I live half of my mm-hmm. life with animals and half of my life in show business and I love it um mm-hmm. she does always give credit to her parents she said her mom when she was born they had a cat and the cat would sit on like the crib And her mom would tell her, yeah, if the cat ever showed like a dislike to you, her mom would joke with her and say, we'd have to take you back. So like her mom (laughs) loved animals more too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And she said that she was really lucky as a little girl because she had the parents that they'd go for a walk and they'd come back with a stray. They'd come back with a dog or a cat. And they were like, yeah, she did start working at the, with the LA zoo in the 1960s. She was a member of their board. You might remember us talking about that. I can't forget the Bob Barker, (laughs) Betty White feud. (laughs) Yep. That's that. So she, I didn't know she was a member of the board though. So that's probably why she trumped him and and won that. That makes sense. (laughs) Um, So she, 
in the 1970s, she also worked with the Morris Animal Foundation. And what they do is they advance animal health by funding research. Um, so she made sure that she contributed to them as well. She always would say like, I'm not into animal rights. I'm into animal welfare and health. Like she was all about mm. the health of animals. And she actually was a big advocate of people. You know, it's a debate. People get upset about animals being in zoos and they're like, it's mm -hmm. not humane and da, da, da. And she would always speak on it and be like, you know, you, you, you don't know what you're talking about. And she was a huge advocate of like, they're not being mistreated here, at mm -hmm. least in the LA zoo where she was, you know, mm -hmm. For sure. um, she, <clears throat> She worked closely with the uh, Los Angeles, like the S SPCA. So they mm, do like yeah. guides, um, the seeing eye school. So they do like guide dog work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She wanted to be a part of that as well. And then I think kind of my favorite thing about her love of animals is this, because like all of this is great. And like, she's volunteering and like, she did more than, I mean, I've ever done. And so I'm like, that's awesome. But she took it to another level because she was off, um, offered a role in as good as it gets and she turned it down because oh. jack nicholson's character like basically takes a small dog at some point and puts it down a trash chute building in an apartment building mm -hmm. and she was like that's animal cruelty and she said quote all i could think of is all the people out there who will watch this movie what if there's a dog in their building that's barking and they don't like it and then boom they get this idea from the movie i don't want to be a part of that yeah, there's like, yeah there's some ironically enough that movie is now that i'm thinking about it and it's been a long time since i've seen it but there's not there's a couple of not so nice things to that poor little doggy and it's not with you know malice but even like that of like oh i'm being funny and i'm doing this so yeah yeah there she is sticking to her guns again never I, she, never yeah, let up. like you know to take yeah. like it's one thing to say like and again, it's not a knock at anyone. We don't know celebrities, but a mm -hmm. lot of celebrities are like, oh yeah, I really care about the environment or I'm really passionate. And they probably are. And mm -hmm. to be passionate about something and advocate for something and to fund something is fantastic. But to mm -hmm. take it to the level where it's like, no, I'm not gonna, like she could have easily taken money and taken the job, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, that was a good, that was a movie that did very well. And I don't think any of us would have been like, Betty White doesn't care about animals because of that Jack Nichols. No, like mm -hmm. we would have just not thought about it, but she right. thinks it's in her core. You know, it was like something mm -hmm. of her nature. So I love that. So, yeah. So have you, I don't, I'm sure you have, cause a lot of people have, because this is, this is such a quote for the child-free people. Mm -hmm. And I had to figure out where it came from. So when she says, I love children, the only problem with children, they grow up to be people. And I just like animals better than people. It's that simple. That is actually from an entertainment tonight interview in 2015 that she says those exact words They're on that. camera. Like she just, it just like flows out of her. If you watch the interview and that is such like, that is such a child-free mentality. Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like your kids are great, but then they grow up to be people and those people suck. So I'll just stick to right. <laughs> no, you, I mean, you've said that plenty of times, like mm -hmm. back in the day we've talked about, you're like, yeah, they could be cool. They could also be a serial killer. Like those are, <laughs> you never know. You never right. know. So I, yeah, she's, <laughs> I love that. She was, and I think I'll speak for myself, but I know even when we, when we put out like that, she had passed away. We got a couple people who like responded and stuff on our Instagram and mm -hmm. not that we broke the news, but you right. know, um, but people, I think she just made us feel better about it. You yeah. know, like she just made us feel like 
you can like, uh, thankfully through this podcast, you and I have learned, like, there's so many others, right. Mm -hmm. Who've come before us, who've done this thing, but like, Mm -hmm. there's something about Betty White. And I think it was just like, it wasn't, I might be wrong in saying this, but I feel like everybody loved her. So as a woman, it's like, I can still be liked and I can still be loved and I can still be respected. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm child-free because everybody does love her. There's not Mm -hmm. a person I know who's like, Oh, Betty White. I mean, except her co-host from the golden girls, whatever her name was. She had like, it was a B Arthur, I think. Yeah. (laughs) And Bob Barker, but whatever, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, so I think that's what resonates with me as a child-free woman is like knowing that she was unapologetic about it. She mm-hmm. just is, like, she did have stepchildren, which is something that I, like, I looked a little bit into that too, but and, like, she, she said mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I loved those kids, but, and she's like, yeah. I got to be like a stepmom, but I think making that choice for herself mm-hmm. and like deciding, like, I don't want to be responsible for it is something that all of us can appreciate, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. So what I found out in, in kind of looking that up. Cause I, I've, I knew that she had stepkids. Mm-hmm. I actually saw on a Reddit post and was like, well, Betty White's not child-free cause she has stepkids. And I was like, yeah, but she's still child-free. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. calm down. I have a dog. So am I a parent now? Like what? Yeah. I don't understand, <laughs> but basically, so, um, Alan's wife, mm-hmm. his first wife who he had his three kids with, right. Um, passed away from cancer mm-hmm. the first week Betty started on password. And so that's how, when she met Alan, he had just suffered this loss and had these kids and just, they fell for each other so quickly, which I think is just so wonderful. So she knew he had kids. Um, and for about a year, he kept being like, I'm going to marry you. Will you marry me? And she just kind of like would laugh it off and be like, no, I'm not marrying you. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) And then eventually when she does say yes, she says, the only reason I said yes was because he had two poodle puppies. (laughs) <laughs> so she wasn't like yay kids i'm jumping on board she was like he has these really cute little doggies and yeah. i would like to be part of their life <laughs> well and i think that goes to like kind of reminds me of what mateo was talking about like he is a you know he's a child-free person but like he now has a partner who has a child and it's not against like being with someone with the children with children it's mm-hmm. she loved alan a lot obviously more than anything and he was a package deal. And so that was part of it, you know, but she's still, I, I don't know for a fact, but I would guarantee, I I would guess that they had an understanding of, look, these are like, you don't have to give up your career for my kids. Right. That was her whole thing. And I think that's the difference is being a mom is you feel like that pressure, like what she had said, like, you have to put your kids first. That's the pressure you feel. And maybe she didn't feel that much pressure being a stepmom. She's like, I can be there for them, but I don't have to be, you know? Right. Right. So. And like you said, having that understanding, having, cause there, I know, I know that there are plenty of child-free women out there who are like, I, or men who say, I will not get in a relationship with someone who already right. has kids and right. that's perfectly fine, yeah. but it doesn't, if you do find someone that you are just so in love with that you can't picture yourself without them and they have kids, you already know that's part of the deal. Right. And that's now up to you to say, can I do this or do I have to walk away? Yeah. She made the choice and she clearly loved this man more than life itself. Right. And it may, it makes sense when you hear like, not that she gave us a specific reason, but when she says like, look, I, I know I could be a good mom. 
Mm-hmm. I just don't want to. Then like, clearly like for some people in the child free community, it's, I don't want to be a mom because I don't, or dad, because I don't think I would be good at it in the sense mm-hmm. of like my mental capacity, whatever they're and they don't mm-hmm. need a reason, but they just for themselves are like, I, it would stress me out. It would not mm-hmm. be pleasant. She never like said that she was like, I no. just don't want to give up my career for it. Right. You know? So like she got the best of both worlds. She got mm-hmm. her career and then she got to be in love and who knows how much she was in those kids life. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I just think that that's a beautiful thing too, for the child care community is to be like, Hey, there's no right or wrong way to do this, mm-hmm. you know, stand in your own, feel how you feel. And if you mm-hmm. fall in love with someone who has like two kids, three, whatever, and you and your heart are like, this feels different to me. I don't feel as responsible and I'm cool with this. Do it. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Betty White yep. did it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's, that's the new thing. If Betty White can do it, so can you. That's right. And speaking of things she did. So I have a list of all the firsts that she's ever done. Are you ready? Oh yes. Oh, I want to hear this. So okay. bad. So she was the first female television talk show host. <laughs> I'm just like watching your facial reaction. You're like, okay. <laughs> okay. She was the first woman <laughs> to have control over her own TV show. So that was the producing sitcom Life with Elizabeth that we talked about earlier. Right on. Um, she was the first to win the Best Actress Emmy in 1951. That's wow. like when they made it. So the category... Like, was created and then she won it you know they yep. made that category for her they Literally. were like, we have to give her this let's throw a couple other women in there for <laughs> nominees but we know betty's gonna win it <laughs> but you just know that whenever they were making that decision whoever those people were they were like we gotta give it to betty white like you know oh, like yeah. that's just yeah um so we already talked about this but just to recap her show life with elizabeth was the first um american variety show to feature an african-american performer um, she was the first woman to receive the daytime Emmy award for outstanding game show host Ooh. in 1983. She was the first lady of game shows. She was the oldest person to host SNL at 88. And she was oh. the oldest person to get an any Emmy nomination for Betty White's off their rockers at 92. Did you ever what? see that? No. Oh my gosh. You got to go watch it. It's hilarious. It's like it's this, like a sketch kind of show. No, it's like, so, you know, like the guys of Jackass. Mm -hmm. So it's like they produced it and it's Betty White's off the right. It's a bunch of old people doing pranks. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You got to go watch it. Everyone's got to go watch it. It's I don't know where it is, but you got to go watch it. Yeah. She was 92. (laughs) She got the, and there's this beautiful picture of her, like getting that announcement and she's like in shock she's just like <gasps> and then like there's like a bunch of younger actors around her and you can just see on their face they're just like cheering her on like yeah yes. betty it's so funny so yeah so those are all like her mate like not all but a lot of her first yes. like trailblazing accomplishments and um is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up i've got a couple of ways we can like learn more about her to yeah end with. So obviously she's very inspirational to a lot of people and having such a long career, she's been able to touch more lives than probably any of us will ever be able to do. Um, And whether it's people who are moms or child-free women, whoever it is, whatever, wherever you come from. And I just thought one really interesting, and I I almost didn't include this little tidbit because I thought, "Eh, no, I don't really want to add that, (laughs) but I did. So, okay. Well, um, uh, discussing with People Magazine, um, her co-star from the proposal, Sandra Bullock, uh-huh. who we all know about her. Yeah. <laughs> She's no stranger. <laughs> um, she 
kind of started saying something about like something Betty had said to her mm-hmm. that inspired her. Mm-hmm. And so these are, these are from Sandra Bullock's words. Okay. Rephrasing Betty White. Betty said, you know what? I never had children biologically. I married someone who had three children and how blessed I was to have those three stepchildren. And Sandra says basically that Betty kind of gave her this inspiration to adopt children. And I just thought, and and I almost didn't add that name because I thought, oh, well, we're talking about moms and stuff, but that's okay. Because I just thought, you know, she's so inspirational. And like Sandra Bullock was like, I never had my own children biologically either. So Betty White got stepchildren and thought that was really wonderful. So let me yeah. become a mom in a, in, a, in a different way as well. And I just thought that was really neat. She's just inspired so many people in so many different ways. Yes. And that was really, that stuck with me. No, I love that. And I'm glad you added that in because I think that also like speaks to us as the chapter. Like, here's the thing. It's not an us versus them game. It's right. not our lives, their lives, their moms. We can't enjoy things. Like mm-hmm. I freaking love my nieces, like yes. to the point where I sometimes I'm like, can I kidnap them and just pretend they're mine? <laughs> like it's not this thing inside of us. And that's obviously not everybody. Like some people mm-hmm. don't want anything to do with kids at all. And that's fine. But mm-hmm. if you are someone who's like, you just shouldn't feel guilty about wanting to support, yeah. encourage, or even like advocate for people who are having children, mm-hmm. like and again, like if you change your mind, like who since the beginning, if I'm 65 years old, I'm like, you know what? I'm healthy. I'm young. I've got a good financial standing. And you know what? I want to take care of some kids, mm-hmm. whatever, like the yeah. whole point of what we try to do here. And I think why Betty is such, and will always be such a huge, huge impact in the child-free community is because she lived her life how she wanted to live it. And mm-hmm. she did not let people dictate to her how she should and shouldn't be, whether it was career, whether it was personal, whether it was, I mean, people could have given her slack for getting married three times. Like yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Know? Like, and then later on being like, yeah, I just wanted to have sex with the first guy. Like, okay. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> yes. but she just lit in that. I really truly think if you take nothing else away from this episode, I know we've been going on and on forever, but we could go on and on forever about Betty. Mm-hmm. She truly embraced who she was she gave no f's about anybody's opinion yes but she didn't get angry about it like she just carried herself with grace and that i think is why she is america's sweetheart and everyone's heart broke on december 31st yeah Yeah. that's why because she was just true to herself so i love that well on that note ways that you can learn more about betty because we packed a lot in here but of course there is so much more yes indeed so the first and most important thing is this episode's airing t- like we're, today's her birthday. Happy birthday, Betty White. Um, her celebration, the 100th birthday party is still airing. It was yeah. going to air today. It is airing today. It's only in theaters today. So get your tickets, run, get your popcorn, go watch it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be watching it. Dallas, I don't know if you're going to be watching it, but it's going to be like, uh, uh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first thing that's today in theaters. The others is she does have a documentary documentary by PBS. I did try to see where you can find it. I didn't see it on any of the streaming networks. So you might have to actually get PBS, but it's called first lady of television. And it was done in 2018 and it actually documents her life over 10 years. So it's very in depth of like everything she's done in her later years. Mm -hmm. Um, She does have an autobiography called If You Ask Me. And then, of course, you won't. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to read that. That, That's been obviously out for a very long time. But yes, so fun. Yes. So uh, the readers, there you go. And Mm -hmm. then um, in the future, if you're listening to this episode later on, you're like, shoot, I missed the movie. 
The Celebration Betty White American's Golden Girl is airing on January 31st on NBC. <laughs> They're like, okay, now that she's passed, we'll, we'll, we'll air right, it. Fine. You can come back on our network. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's probably up there like, bro. Um, yeah. So that will air on NBC and that is at uh, nine o'clock central time on January 31st. So set your DVRs, record that or whatever you got to do. Um, that will be a celebration of, of Betty White's life. So plenty of ways. And there's obviously probably so many more. Oh, and yeah. then of course, um, I don't know if you saw the, the social media challenge, but today in yes. honor of her, do you want to talk about that Dallas? I do actually, because today, so we are recording this obviously a couple of days early and in South Carolina, we are preparing for a really bad winter storm, which we never mm. get. And the local animal shelters are asking for blankets and things. So I went to Goodwill today and I got a bunch of blankets and oh. went and donated them. Oh. So on the 17th, Betty's birthday today, if you're listening, um, the challenge is to donate to your local animal shelters, mm -hmm. whether it's food and blankets or monetary donation, mm -hmm. but in honor of Betty and her birthday and her love of animals, go and donate, find the ASPCA, the yeah. local shelters. You're, there's so many shelters out there. And like I said, money is great for them because they can help care for the animals. Blankets and food are always needed. And Lucy is from a shelter as well. So I Aww. always donate in her name, uh, but yes, definitely. Yes. Please, please go out and do that. Even if it's $5, you have no idea the impact that, that makes for these animals. Absolutely. And if you feel obliged to share that with us, if you go and donate something or go in person, you take a photo, like tag yeah. us on Instagram, send it to us. We'd love to share that with the child-free community and just continue the celebration of Betty because she has been such an amazing trailblazer for women in general. Me as a broadcaster, mm -hmm. I'm like, my heart's breaking in a bit, bunch of different ways. And those who love animals, like she loved all animals. She loved turtles. She loved everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loved everything. So that is our episode on Betty White. I hope we did it justice for y'all. We really tried to like take the time to really sift through the research for you mm -hmm. and bring a different angle. So ugh, Betty, may you rest in peace and power. We love yes, you. Yes, indeed. We yes. love you, Betty. Happy birthday. And thank you guys for listening. Yes. And don't forget, we're going to be back with season two. Stay tuned for the announcement. Follow us on Instagram at Claiming Zero. And we will um, be back in next month. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.